Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia. I'm a 20-year-old loan officer from California. I started this podcast back in April 2020. Got furloughed from my job for about three months. And during those three months, I was very honest with myself. I was like, we can either start emotionally eating. We can start suppressing these feelings of not feeling worthy because you've lost this thing that you attach so much of your identity to. Or we could start that podcast that you've always been wanting to start. So I decided to go with that second option and I'm so glad I did. I've interviewed over 130 people since then. It's been incredible. I've got to interview music artists and seven-figure entrepreneurs and just all these incredible people with different stories and different ways of how they got to where they are and just hearing about their journey, hearing about their shit show moments because we all have shit show moments and just learning how to navigate them better and learning how to learn from them and take them and create something magical out of them. And I'm so glad that I get to interview all these incredible people and I am such a big believer that you can radically change your life in a year. You can just radically change your circumstances, where you're at. And I remember being 19 and just trying to get a job and applying to like, I was applying to Ross and like a smoothie bar and like all these places wouldn't take me. And I was like, so offended. I was like, why is no one taking me? And then I finally passed my NMLS test. And then I got a job with a major mortgage company. And I was like, oh, that's why they didn't take me. Cause I was meant to go down and get this job instead of that job. And I went from being 19 with $0 in my bank account and just being so stressed about money and so stressed about like is it gonna come into my life do I what am I gonna do about this to being 20 year old with over 60 grand in savings and I think one of the big changes that I made between those two was even when I had zero in the savings account I still believed that I was abundant I still believed that money was gonna flow into my life I still believed in something that I couldn't see at the time because I knew it was just a matter of time before it was gonna come so I'm such a huge believer and you can radically change your scenario you can step into that next version of you and that next version of you that higher self version of you she's not that far away as you think i think she's just there's just garbage in the way and it's just undercovering that garbage that's in the way of you getting to her and just stepping into that and the next version of you with the next level of results it's something i'm super passionate about and i hope from this podcast that you get to hear these stories and relate with these people and just relate with like not necessarily like just reconnecting to that path of what you want to do and reconnecting to that higher version of you and what you wanted to be when you were younger and what lights you up and what brings you joy so i'm so excited for you guys to hear these episodes would love to connect with you on instagram my instagram's the shit show my 20s dm me and love to have a conversation and feel free to share this with someone you know will love it and you can also leave a review on itunes i would love that Today's guest is Lauren. I love chatting with her. We talk about breaking through to your next level of success, how to create a high ticket offer, how just because you have a lot of likes doesn't mean you have a lot of sales. And we talk about creating content that converts, creating a magnetic message, and so much more. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. Let's get started. So thank you so much, Lauren, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. Love to start in your 20s. Tell me any shit show moments you had. Tell me what your 20s were like. Let's start okay. there. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Lauren Turton, and it's an honor to be here today and share some of my stories with your audience. I am 34 years old now. I'll be 35 in February. And when I think back on, on my 20s, it's amazing to me how fast it goes by. 
it goes by by so so fast and I said this the other day I can't believe it I'm turning 35 when and how did that happen and my 20s were the definition of a shit show I dropped out of college several times I think in total I dropped out of college five times I worked job after job after job, any job that I could take to get by, house cleaning, nannying, babysitting, bartender, server, retail, Krispy Kreme donuts, everything you can imagine, just so that I could get by and pay the bills. I also partied hard in my 20s. I partied hard. And that was my life. I I had a great time. I don't regret anything I did. But I look back on it and I wish I would have had um, maybe some more guidance or mentorship along the way, or I wish I would have been dialed into people who were pursuing things at a higher level. I didn't have that through my 20s. So I feel like I was just floating and coasting and just getting by and getting wrapped up in the moment rather than working towards my future. And what did the transition look like from taking all those jobs to creating your own business? So I moved to San Diego, California when I was 26 years old, and I immediately got involved in the event production industry. Being a bartender, you're able to get hired on at catering companies very quickly. So my first couple months in San Diego, I was working catering gig after catering gig, and I started to apply to work at large scale event production companies. I didn't have any experience, but I said to myself, I can figure that out. I know I can do that job. And I eventually got hired on at a large scale event production company. And I worked for that company for almost five years. And what made me start my own company was that company went under. I was uh, like 31, 31 years old when that happened. And I had dedicated I had dedicated five years of my life to that company, blood, sweat, and tears. I had even talked to the owner about six months before about the long-term plan. And I had committed, you know, 10 to 15 years to continue working for that company. This was going to be my life. I loved what we did. I loved what we created. And I loved my role in the company. That all crumbled and went under. And like that everything collapsed beneath me. And during that time I said, what do you do now, Lauren? You don't have a college degree. You do have amazing experience, but how, how can you make money off of this? And I was like, I'm going to go full time into having my own company. Now I did have my own company prior, but it was just part-time event company. I threw events at all the nightclubs in San Diego. It wasn't something that I could scale into full-time. So I just started offering services and I started producing videos for people, photo shoots, marketing, which is all stuff that we did in the event world, just at a smaller scale when I started my own company. And what happened after six months of offering these services, I wrapped up 2019 with 15 amazing clients, 15 amazing projects. But I said to myself, this is the same as event production. This is the same as bartending. You're working gig to gig. You're working paycheck to paycheck. How are you going to, how are you going to scale this? How are you going to take this to the next level? And at that point I had started dialing into business coaches and they were doing numbers like, you know, 10 K a month, 20 K a month, 50 K a month, hundred K a month. And I was like, how are these women doing that? So I took about six months to figure out that entire process. And then I started taking my services and putting them online and working with my clients online. And then eventually that evolved into helping my clients with taking their services online and scaling their businesses. So the short answer to that is I wanted to scale my company and I wanted to have location freedom. I wanted to have laptop lifestyle. So that's how I just 
started figuring it all out. And can we go back to that moment when that business is crumbling apart and you saw your future there, you saw all your life there. How did you deal with that and dealing with that's not going to happen anymore? I was devastated. I was truly, truly devastated. Again, I had committed five years to that company, blood, sweat, and tears, 80, 90 hours a week for several weeks in a row. And again, I had, I had seen my future there. So when this came crashing down, I was, I was, I was very, very hurt. And it was the first time in my life that I went into an actual real depression and I was sleeping like 15, 16 hours a day. I didn't know how to get out of it. And the way that I got out of that was by doing a physical activity that I had never done before. And I learned how to ride an electric skateboard. And that is how I got out of my depression was by learning how to ride an electric skateboard, which eventually led to me competing in an international electric skateboard competition. And I remember looking back on that time and and, and being so scared about learning how to ride this like powerful electric machine. Um, It goes up to like like 30 miles an hour. You're wearing full protective gear. It's, It's a dangerous activity. And I remember doing that and being like, what am I doing? But I was so distracted from everything else that was going on that it was the perfect way to get out of that rut. And did you have any trouble changing from, let's say, an employee standpoint and an employee mindset to a business owner? No, because I've always had the business owner mindset. When I was eight years old, that was my first memory of entrepreneurial life. I started making bracelets and selling them to my parents' friends. I was always babysitting. I'm from the Midwest. So in the winter, when it snows, I would go with my dad and I would shovel driveways for people. And my dad would pay me to shovel the front walkway while he did the driveway. So I've always had that in my mind of like, how can you make more money? How can you make more money? How can you make money on your own? I would say the biggest step from when I went full-time into my business was actually going full-time into it. I had had my event company part-time on my own, but going full in on something, that was the big shift I had to make. It was like, wait a minute, there's, there's, there's nothing else here. It's just me in this business. So that was a major shift I had to make was like the all-in mentality. And what do your clients come to you for? So my clients come to me to help them create and launch a high ticket offer. So then they can hit 10K a month in sales. So I help women mostly in the wellness industry who might be offering one-on-one services, retreats, or group classes in person. And I help them take their expertise into the online space with high ticket, powerful, transformational coaching programs. And how do you create a high ticket offer? So with creating a high ticket offer, I know a lot of people are interested in this right now. So I'll give you the first step that you need to do when creating a high ticket offer. And that is analyzing what problems you can help other people solve. What transformation can you help other people through? Or is there a situation that you've overcome in your life? that you can now help other people overcome. This is the basis on creating an offer. Now, in order to take it into high ticket, high ticket means that you're taking someone through a life-changing transformational journey. You're solving a major problem for them. And you're not just working with them one time or two times. You're going to work with them for an extended period of time. It could be 12 weeks. 
a three-month program, or you could work with them for six months or a year. So depending on if the offer you create is three months, six months, one year, that helps you structure what the price is going to be. So I tell my clients, if they're going to work with their clients for three months, they need to at least be charging them $2,000. I would like them to be charging them 3000 or 4000 Once you get into the six-month mark, you can work, you know, you can charge people you know, 10K, 15K, 20K. It all depends on the major problem that you're solving for them. But at least start with $2,000. What are some blocks that you notice come up with your clients? So there's blocks that come up with, I don't have a big enough following. I don't have enough experience. I'm not old enough. Any block that you could be thinking right now are all of the blocks that I deal with with my clients. And I work with them through that. And I explain why the block isn't true. And I help them work through that and around that so they can get on the other side and then confidently sell their offer. How do you help them determine like what's a good price that they would feel good about? So a lot of my clients are already in the space of, like I said, one-on-one offers, some group packages, retreats, and things like that. So for example, I had a client this last week, we were pricing out her, it's a four-week program that she's going to be launching. And she was like, no, this, it's too expensive. What, what, I, I'm, I'm nervous about the pricing. And I said to her, how much would you charge for one one-on-one session? You would charge at least a hundred dollars, Right. She was like, oh yeah, I would. I'm like, you're doing four sessions with them plus some group sessions. This little package that you're putting together is worth $400 or more. And once she started realizing the math behind it, the numbers, she understood, oh yes, true. This, what I'm creating is worth around $400. Now, when it comes to high ticket, when we're in those you know, three month programs, six month programs, pricing for that also just goes back to basic math. What would you charge for a one-on-one session? What are the other deliverables that your clients are getting? Because your clients are also gonna receive pre-recorded content, worksheets, group training, one-on-one sessions. They're receiving a lot from you. So that also adds to the value of high ticket and figuring out pricing. And how do you find your clients? So I do all organic outreach. I don't do paid ads. So all of my clients are, I find them through my Facebook marketing, my Instagram marketing. And I also speak on other people's platforms, like what I'm doing today. So those are the three tactics that I use to find my clients. How do you help people get past like beliefs about money, beliefs around, is this charging too much? Beliefs around, am I worthy of this Mm. money? That's such a hard one because, and, the, and that's at the beginning stages of when I work with my clients, it comes up a lot at the B, you know, as we're in pre-launch phase. And I, I just point out to them what they've already done. They've already changed so many people's lives. They've already helped so many people. And I help them realize that now we're just scaling what they've already done. And it's just time for them to have more impact and help more people. And that usually helps them get through the blocks of, oh, I'm not worthy of the money. And what's interesting is once they step into the space of signing that first ticket at a higher price point, they realize they are worthy of it and it does make sense and it is aligned. So it's usually just like, kind of like popping their business cherry. And what do you think of ads? Do you, do you notice that using organic outreach for you has worked better than using ads? What are your thoughts? I love Facebook ads. I think there's a time and a place for them and they do make sense for some businesses. For myself, I'm currently not using them because even though my business is, you know, technically two and a half years old, I've only had this current offer out for 
eight months now. So I'm still at the beginning stages of my business. And I believe in doing like the dirty work of the beginning stages of a business, which is communicating directly with individuals who might be interested in signing with me. And so with organic outreach by posting content that connects and converts and then engaging with people who engage with my content, I'm able to sign my clients that way. Again, it's because I'm at the beginning stages. Eventually when I scale my business and I'm able to hire on a staff, I'm able to invest properly in paid ads because that's another thing. Paid ads cost money. And you have to run the ads and test them for quite some time before you find out the data of how to properly run your ad. So until I can properly add that on, I'm just going to stick with organic. And do you need a big audience in order to create an offer in order to do your business? Absolutely not. You do not need a big audience. So many people associate a large following or a large quantity of likes on content with sales. And that's not the case. There's so many influencers out there that have hundreds of thousands of followers, but that doesn't mean they're making money off of them. You need to have an audience that is engaged with the content that you're posting. And even if you only have 400 followers, imagine those 400 dedicated followers in one room with you, you would be packing out a ballroom at a hotel For a convention with 400 people, that's so many people. So if you're putting content out there that's targeted at who your ideal client is and you're engaging with them in the right way, you're going to crush it. How do you create that content that converts and connects with your audience? Yeah, so with creating content that connects and converts, I have my clients go through this process and, and it's the same process I do it. So if you look at any of my socials, I'm Lauren Turton on Instagram, Lauren Turton on Facebook. You can go back through my content and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. I break up all of my posts into four sections. The first section is an intention grabbing statement, either ask a question or say something bold. And the second section of your post, you want to be relatable to your audience. You want them to know that you're a human as well and that you can relate to whatever it is that they're going through. And then in the third section of your post, put value, either provide education, provide, you know, client testimonials, provide an inspirational story, something of value for your audience. And then in the last section of your post, put a call to action. Now I break call to actions into two categories. There's regular calls to action, and then there's calls to action that convert. And I place what I consider regular calls to action on like my low ticket items, my Facebook community, things where I don't need to have direct contact with the individual. But when I'm trying to sign someone on a workshop or a high ticket offer, you'll go through my content and you're going to see this. I write comment, hashtag me for registration info, comment, hashtag me to level up on your business. And anyone who writes comment, hashtag me, I then send them a message through DM. And I say, Hey, Stacy, I saw that you wrote comment hashtag me. Would you like registration info for the upcoming workshop? Oh yeah, Lauren, I would like that. Okay, great. Here you go. What's going on with your business, Stacy? And then I start a genuine conversation with her. This is the conversion part of creating content that connects and converts. You're going to convert your audience into paid clients by having these genuine conversations with them. So that's what I mean when I talk about creating content that connects and then converts. And I feel like so many people miss the converting part. They'll just put 
content out there, but then they don't take the time to go through the engagement on their posts and really connect with those people. And who is your ideal client? So my ideal client is a individual that identifies with being a woman in her mid thirties who has started a business and they're offering one-on-one sessions. They're offering some group classes. Maybe they do retreats, but they're not hitting the sales goals that they need to in their business and they're ready to scale. They also want location freedom. They want to have part of their business or they want to shift their business to be that laptop lifestyle. And they're ready to commit to themselves, to commit to investing in a coach and they're ready to take action. That's who my ideal client is. And how do you help people create a magnetic message? So your magnetic message is basically your elevator pitch. And I am such an advocate of making sure that this is across all of your branding on your Facebook cover, your Instagram bio. If you have TikTok, a little snippet of this in your TikTok bio, and your magnetic message is going to say who it is you help and what it is you help them do. Plain and simple. So for me, my magnetic message is I help women create and launch a high ticket offer so they can hit 10K a month. You're going to see that across the board on all of my socials. And again, this is just so that when anyone lands on your content, they know exactly who it is you help and what it is you help them do. So I help my clients analyze who it is they help and what it is they help them do. And that's how we create their magnetic message. And what is Soul Career Clarity? So Soul Career Clarity, it's actually a couple different things. The first thing that it is, is the program that I work with my clients through. Again, I help women create and launch a high ticket offer so that they can hit 10K a month. I also have written a book called Soul Career Clarity, which I released earlier this year. It hit number one bestseller in seven of the 10 categories it was listed on in Amazon. And this is the first half of Soul Career Clarity, the program. So this is the eight-step formula I created to help women break through to their next level of success. What do you think are the elements of a breakthrough? So for breaking through to your next level of success, I believe creating an action plan behind what your dreams and goals are, that's what's going to allow you to break through to your next level of success. I talk to so many people who have amazing dreams and goals, but then when I ask them, how are you going to achieve that? What are the next steps? They haven't put those pieces of the puzzle together. And so unless you're creating an action plan behind those dreams and goals, that's all it's ever going to be is a dream and a goal, not something that you achieve. So if you just start breaking down the logistic on how you're going to achieve something, that's how you're going to break through to your next level of success. And also consistency, consistently working towards something, not just, oh, I'm going to work on it today. And then you don't, you don't work on it again for another five, six, seven days, weeks go by every single day, work on it and carve time in your schedule to make it happen. And how can we start to identify what our natural born gifts are? I have such a fun exercise for this one. So your natural born gifts, these are something that if you tap into them, you can add them into your business and your career so that you're really working from a place of where your natural born, what your natural born gifts are. So what I suggest you to do is write a letter to yourself between the age of seven and 14 and pick one age. So say, I'm going to write a letter to my eight-year-old self, and you're going to talk about 
everything that you were doing at that age, what were you good at? What did you excel at? What did you like to do? What was your personality like? And write this detailed letter to your eight-year-old self. And then afterwards, analyze that letter and you're going to see some of your natural born gifts. For example, for myself at eight years old, I was always telling my brother what to do. I was always the ringleader of something. And I realized that one of my natural born gifts is being a leader and telling other people what to do. So this is a great exercise to help tap into what your natural born gifts are. And can you give us ex- examples of like a good Instagram bio versus like a not so yeah, good one? Absolutely. So let's start with a not so good Instagram bio. And I see this all the time is when you list your areas of expertise or your tools. So in the wellness space, I'll go into someone's bio and they'll say things like yoga teacher, Kundalini, breath work, Reiki, meditation, book my services. And that's, that's all it says. Imagine in my world, it would be like going to my bio and it's saying marketing, advertising, copywriting, book my services. No, go back to the magnetic message that we created earlier and put that in your Instagram bio. Also, if you have anything that makes you an authority, anything that you've achieved, if you've written a book or you've received an award, put an authority statement in your bio. And then the other thing that I see people do is they will say things like click, click link to book. That's boring. I don't want to click the link to book. Give me a reason to click the link to book a call with you. Or let's say you have an article that you've released on your blog. Don't put click link for blog, put what I'm going to learn in this article, the 12 ways to level up your brand. So if you look at my bio, it currently says I help women create and launch a high ticket offer so they can hit 10 K a month. Number one best-selling author. Click, I have like the emojis pointing down. And in between that, it says 12 ways to level up your brand. So you know exactly who it is I help, what it is I help them do, something that makes me an authority, and then an enticing reason to click. And how do you make use of such low characters? Like we don't, we don't have so many characters. Well, to, sometimes you got to play like, around with it. The first thing is getting your magnetic message down to as concise as possible. And once you have that, then you'll be able to play with the low amount of space that you have in your bio. But yeah, sometimes you got to get creative with what you put there. What is something that you're learning right now? Oh, something that I'm learning right now. I'm actually learning more about TikTok. I absolutely love TikTok. I think it is an amazing platform. The creativity on there is just, is outstanding. And I am trying to figure out my place on TikTok. And so I am learning more about TikTok and there's an amazing creator on there. His name is Jackson Tips and he has a program that he's created. So I'm in that program. I'm in his Facebook community. And so I'm just trying to figure out my place on TikTok and how I'm going to create on there. And what are some videos that you've created for TikTok? So I, some of your favorites. So I've done a couple transition videos and I've been pretty proud of those. They took me a long time to figure out. So there's a couple transition videos that I have on there that I really like. And then I'm also just, you know, I'm providing value right now. I am posting a 12 day series on the 12 ways to level up your brand. So you can attract your dream clients. So I'm posting that on TikTok. And I've noticed in the last couple of days that I'm starting to get a lot of followers And so I'm seeing because I'm consistently showing up that they're starting to get traction there. Do you make all of your videos relatively like the same, like relatively niche or? I do. And that's something that people have a hard time with at first is because they say, 
oh, I want to work with everyone. I want to help everyone. And I'm going to tell you all right now, the reason why you need to niche down and figure out who your ideal client is, is because it comes down to your marketing messages. You're going to say something different to me, a woman in her thirties who likes house music and yoga and festivals. than you are going to say to a 55 year old construction worker in Dayton, Ohio, the marketing messages that you create for these two different people are vastly different. So that's why you need to figure out who your ideal client is and create content for your ideal client. Now, this does not mean you can't work with people who are outside of the scope of your ideal client. An example for you, you've seen the cover of Soul Career Clarity. It is pink. My branding is pink. I talk about, you know, like girl power all the time in my marketing. I have men who come into my network who are in my community. And one of them is a man who is mid thirties, He's probably six foot five. He's a massive retired firefighter, former athlete. And he's over there like, I can't wait to get full career clarity. I can't wait to get my journal, Lauren. So this is an example of you can work. You are going to attract people outside of your ideal client. You can work with them, but your marketing messages need to speak to the heart of your ideal client. What's something that most people don't know about you? Ooh, you know, what's interesting. And, and this, this goes into like life transitions And I posted about this on my Instagram the other day is so many people know me now as this version of Lauren Turton, a successful entrepreneur who's written a book, who is a business coach, who's reached, you know, great numbers in their business and blah, 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 all of that stuff. But what so many people don't know about me is that for years and years and years, I was overwhelmed. I was lost. I was confused. I didn't know who I was, my place in the world, even though on the outside, it looked like I did, I didn't. And this is something that most people don't know about me. And then a new thing that I'm starting to get more comfortable talking about, and this will actually be my first time publicly saying it on somebody else's platform is I was recently diagnosed with ADD. So I've been living my entire life with undiagnosed ADD. And this is one of the many, many blessings I had in 2020 was being able to just really sit with myself and have unlimited time. And I was able to dive into certain traits that I had and certain things that I did and certain reactions I had. And I said to myself, what is this? And so I dove deep into discovering, you know, things about my mental health. And recently it was discovered that I have ADD. And so that's been something that I've been really excited to discover and excited to work on. I'm taking natural supplements for it. And I've noticed a huge difference, but it also explains so much about my life. Why did I drop out of college five times? Well, here we are folks, because I had ADD and that's why I couldn't go to school. It's not because I was lazy or, you know, unfocused. Well, I mean, I guess I was unfocused, but you get what I'm saying. So that's definitely something people don't know about me yet because I have not publicly talked about it. What is something that you created in 2020 that you're really proud of? I'm really, really proud of writing and releasing Soul Career Clarity. This was, this was a challenge for me to do. And I had a lot of challenges towards the end of the project with uploading the manuscript and, and different things that were going on with backend stuff. And so I'm really proud of myself that I just took this time in 2020 to write this and release it. And what's something that helped you with focus for the book? 
like I'm sure you had to focus a lot on all your thoughts for the book. So for the book, I had a template. So I did have something that I was going off of. And what's interesting for anyone out there who's thinking about writing a book, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Give yourself 90 days out from now that you're going to have your first draft of your manuscript finished and just start putting content together that you have in other places, whether it's stuff like in your marketing, within your business, if you're a coach, your coaching program, just start putting it together in word and you'll start to realize, oh my gosh, I have a 100 page book. And so that's what, that's what I just did. I just started putting content together. And then eventually I was like, oh, I have a 100 page book. And the reason why you want to reach hundred pages is because you can have your name and your title on the spine. What's something that you're really excited to create in 2021? So for 2021, I want to see what happens with regulations in regards to um, you know, public safety and public health. I am hoping that I am able to create a retreat this year. It's something that I have in my mind. I have the location picked out. It's perfect. It's ideal. But again, I want to be respectful of what's going on in the world. And that's something that I hope in 2021 that I can bring forth. And where is it going to be at? It'll be in Todos Santos, Mexico, which is about 45 minutes away from Cabo San Lucas. And what do you have envisioned there? Like what activities? What do you see? So for this retreat, I would like it to be a five-day retreat where we help women create and launch their high-ticket offer. And I want women to come to this retreat and come into it knowing that they're leaving with a very, very powerful business asset. A lot of content creation will be happening during that week. Um, I have a photographer down there that I would book to come and get pictures of all of the attendees. It'll be an amazing experience. And the venue that I have picked out is called Peru Superro. And the owner, Mao, is absolutely amazing. He's created a beautiful establishment. And he also is the same mentality that I have. And so I know that we could co-create something very, very transformational together. What is something that makes you feel alive? Something that makes me feel alive. Currently, it is my clients getting results. I give my clients unlimited WhatsApp access to me. And so they're able to message me anytime something is going on in their business as they're creating, as they're posting, as they're engaging with prospects and clients. And when I get a message from a client that talks about one of their wins, that pumps me up more than ever. Because that's, that's what I want. I want my clients to get results. <laughs> And can you tell me about now, like being a partner in a mm-hmm. restaurant, tell me about like how that come together okay. and what that process has been like for okay, you. Okay. Yes. I'm more than happy to share this. So I'm a partner at an Italian restaurant that's going to be opening in San Diego, California, specifically in the neighborhood of La Jolla. It's called Chow Chow Piadina. And this all came about because my boyfriend wanted to open a restaurant here in America. He's from Italy and he wanted to open a restaurant so he could get an investor's visa. And when he started working on the project, um, it was about two years ago now. And he approached Ambrosio 15, which is a Milano style pizza place in North Pacific beach. We're friends with these guys and they're, you know, they're also from Italy. And when he approached them to talk about opening up a Piadineria together, I was involved in the project and they were like, yeah, Lauren, you can, you can handle the branding and the marketing. And I was like, okay, yeah, that, that sounds good. But I had in my mind that I was not okay with being hired, that I wanted to be a partner because I, in my mind was like, I'm to the point in my career where I have produced some amazing events in Southern California, Vegas, Arizona, Texas, 
I was very established in the event world. I had started my own company and I was like, I don't want to just be hired by them. So I approached them and said, I'm not available for hire. I'm available to be a partner. (laughs) And that's how that all came about. They had an internal discussion and they all agreed that it made sense. And that's how I got brought on as a partner at this restaurant. And I've been handling the branding, the marketing, the design. The project is, is, is so behind due to COVID. I can't even begin to express how many challenges we've had because of COVID, but I'm happy to say that looks like we will be opening at the end of January. So step-by-step, we're getting closer and closer, and I cannot wait for our doors to open and for everyone to see what we've created at this restaurant. So much of what we've created is custom and designed by us in-house, things that we've created. I'm looking at one of our creations right now, some of the decor that we've been working on in my home. And I I just hope people really appreciate everything that's gone into opening this restaurant. And tell me about, tell them, oh no, I'm going to be a partner. Like I'm a partner. I'm not for hire. Tell me about that. And having guts to say that. You know, it was, it was interesting because, you know, there's a lot of cultural differences between Italians and Americans. And I was really nervous to, to take that, even though he's my boyfriend and I am friends with the guys from Ambrosio 15 it's still a cultural difference, women in business and in that type of conversation. So I was, I was really nervous about it. And they were actually surprised when I first brought it up. They didn't expect me to bring it up. And so it was definitely something that we had to navigate. And then eventually we had to navigate me being a partner. The first couple of meetings, we had to you know, figure out everyone's role, our communication styles, different things like that. Again, cultural differences. And they speak predominantly Italian. I know very, very, very little Italian. So there's some meetings that I'm sitting in on where I'm not in the loop because they go into Italian mode. So a lot of navigating and a lot of figuring out and a lot of growing on my end as a business person. And what advice did you give someone who right now they're stuck in their nine to five and they really don't want to be there? Yes. So for those of you that are feeling stuck, overwhelmed, confused about where you're at now currently in your career is remember you're there for a reason. Before the interview, we were talking about some things in my past, and I was a career bartender before I got into the event industry. I worked in the bar industry for years and years and years, and there would be times when I could not understand why I was there and what point, like, why am I here? What's the point of this? And now years later, it comes full circle that I am a partner at a restaurant and all of that knowledge and experience and expertise is going to come into play as we open. So if you're feeling stuck in your nine to five, I highly recommend for you to make the most of it. Do everything you can right now to optimize the situation. Learn, 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 learn. Don't just go into it lazy. See what you can do to make the best of it. And then also what we were saying earlier is make the next goal and start putting an action plan behind what your next goal is you want to achieve, whether it is finding a new job or starting your own company, but really start to make the plan for your next move. But again, optimize your current situation. You never know the boss you have now could end up being a client or a customer of yours down the line. It could end up being a business partner. Like there's so much that can happen about where you're at now in the future. And if you were to go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, what advice would you give her? What specific age would you like me to go to? 20 20 specifically. So a little context here. When I was 20 years old, I had just moved back to Dayton, Ohio. 
I'm from Dayton. I graduated high school in 2004 when I was 18, and I immediately moved to the West Coast. I lived in Portland, Oregon for six months. I lived in Long Beach, California for six months, and then I moved back to the Dayton area because I didn't have any money and I didn't know what I was doing. And at this point in my life, I was working at a sports bar called Frickers that specialized in chicken wings. And so what would I say to 20-year-old Lauren who was embarrassed because she had just moved back home, she was working at a sports bar, and she had dropped out of college several times. I would tell 20-year-old Lauren to do exactly what I just told everyone about optimizing their nine-to-five, is having a positive attitude about where I currently was and that it all is going to make sense in the future and that you're here for a reason and that everything's okay. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been a really fun interview. Awesome. Any parting thoughts? Any, anything on your mind lately? Parting thoughts and things on my mind. The biggest thing that I see where people are, are thinking about breaking through to their next level of success, a key thing that is also missing besides creating an action plan towards your dreams and goals is mentorship. So find someone that you look up to and either figure out a way to communicate with them or to engage any of their free offerings, follow them on Instagram, engage with them, but dial into people who are doing what you want to do in the future. And maybe you don't know what it is you want to do in the future, but somebody who embodies who you eventually want to be and get engaged with them, get dialed into them and start surrounding yourself with that mindset. Also filter out anything in your life that needs to go. And that comes, it can be hard, but friends, family, if people aren't on your wavelength, slowly start to part ways with them. And this is also a really helpful trick. Your social media, start filtering through your social media. You curate what you see on social media. So only follow things that serve you, accounts that serve you. Don't be looking at, at things that don't serve you. So, you know, unfollow things and only follow things that are going to help propel you forward. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this today. I really loved getting to know you. Um, where can we find you online? So my most active social is Instagram and it's Lauren Turton, L-A-U-R-E-N-T-U-R-T-O-N. And every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I host free trainings in the Soul Career Clarity Facebook community. I would love to have you join the community and you can register by going to join.laurenturton.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'd love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.